even remember how to do this. Exactly. I've never done the intro before, so... I know. 2024, <laughs> baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Pop Chart, a podcast discussing everything at the top of our charts this week. I'm your host, Brendan Toda. And I'm not here with these fellas. I got a pigging competition over at the Livestock Pavilion, and I am going to win that blue ribbon. <laughs> I have been waiting months to do that one <laughs> listen i just appreciate the fact that we're consistently podcasting even if it isn't necessarily every week yeah because like you know they say that it is consistency that'll eventually get you an audience and not that an audience is really necessary for this i just do appreciate the time capsule element of it and yep yeah uh uh i appreciate that we're still going so happy 2024 to you mr gutierrez happy new year man how the happy heck are you I mean, you know, uh, it, it's not like I did a whole lot last year, apparently, you know, just <laughs> life changing events and raising a kid and like all sorts of things. But yeah, I'm starting off 2024 pretty strong, I would say. Um, boys doing great, like settling into schedule, almost one years old, if you can believe it. And uh, yeah, how about you? How, how's like how's... the sleep thing going? I know that that's always like a big deal. It's like <laughs> routine sleep. Well, I think I've mentioned it before, but in my experience, everything people tell you about raising kids is exactly true. It's just whatever they happen to like focus on, that's what they choose to tell you. So if they're like, ah, you don't get any sleep. Yeah, that's true. Oh, it's really hard to feed them. That's also true. Also true. Dealing with diapers is terrible. Uh, it can be. It's not always. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just everything that you think it is about raising the kids is true is what i would tell you so with sleep um luckily for us our boy's pretty good about his schedule and keeping a routine but i think it has everything to do with how well we've been able to keep him on that schedule always feeding him at the same time always doing the same sort of routine and luckily his personality kind of goes along with it and whatnot yeah nice um, yeah yeah how about you and your family how's every little thing with you you know, lots going on. We're spread out all over the Southern California area, so we didn't get a chance to see everyone during the holidays. But oh, okay. Um, we we did as much as as we could. Uh, mm -hmm. rang in the New Year's with with Cynthia's family playing some board games and things like that. Which was, yeah, we played a new board game. Um, boy, oh. can't remember what it was, but it was great. Very much. Uh, Memories like, already starting to go. Yeah, dude, that was uh five days ago. Um. <laughs> And I'm 38 years old, so I got it's nothing. the distance past. Distance past. <laughs> yeah. We um kind of like you remember Suro of the Seas, the oh, one where you're a ship and you're trying not to get attacked by dragons. This is a little bit different, right. but it's more like just straight up maritime warfare, very similar to that, where you're just going after each other as opposed to avoiding dragons. Forget what a great it. time that Fantastic. is. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really good, really good game. That's um, cool. One of the things I wanted to do, there's a there's a couple on Instagram that play like specifically play two person board games. And um, I've, I've been wanting to do that more often. Like just Cynthia and I don't play board games at home because all the board games that we play are much just more enjoyable with, with a larger group. And it's fun to just, you know, have that kind of like in, in interpersonal communication, but right. there's just some of these games that I've been looking online. That I'm like, that looks like a blast just with the two of us. And like, mm -hmm. as opposed to just like after dinner, just like, doom scrolling or watching something on tv it's like hey why don't we you know more puzzles or legos or playing two-person board games so i think that's kind of one of those things i'd like to do a little bit more of if, if a resolution if you will um <laughs> sure no 100 percent, i get it like i told uh, my wife that when our son is old enough we're gonna make it a point to do family board game night every week on the same day yeah that's so cool. that he has some of those memories as well because like my my family never really did that they didn't make it a point of like okay it's this day so you know what that means right um, but i think we're gonna start them pretty early like you know hopefully four or five years old yeah uh, and then go from there good stuff we're, we're also gearing up for our first first trip of the year we're gonna go back out to back out to hawaii this time we're gonna spend mm. the week on oahu um we We've done a week in Maui. We did Kauai um, last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, well, 20. Yeah, no, last year. That's... No, we did Chicago last year. Sorry. The year before. So um, 
we did Kauai and then we spent one day on Oahu doing like a North Shore food tour. But this time we're going to spend the entire week on Oahu. We're going to head out to to the Aulani Resort this time around. So I think. Wait, you're going to actually stay at Aulani? We are. We're, wow. we're yeah, we're, we, we got a, the opportunity to do that. Um, n- not just on our own. Uh, our friend, our mutual friend, Jamie and Liz, they're they're helping us out um, getting out there. So we're going to travel with them. Uh, which makes the which makes that l- huge heavy load of staying at a Disney resort a little bit more attainable. Um, so that'll be you know we're looking forward to Oahu. Everyone says it's the island that has you has the most to do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. You know we'll see how that goes. Looking yeah, forward to it for sure. Yeah. And there's nothing funnier than the fact that I'm going to Hawaii a mere few months after you guys. So close. So close. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like yeah. They both were just here together. Even they planned it. <laughs> are you Are you guys going to Oahu as well? Uh, I'm honestly not sure. I was about to tell you that, like the, uh, I don't think you sound ever more of like a vacation snob when you like start saying the different islands and the different experiences from memory. They're like, I'm pretty well traveled. I know you go to Hawaii. There's different islands, you know, different we... experiences. We this think... one's more like common folk, and this is like a little. <laughs> yeah. a little oh, I could listen. I could be. I could tell you all the good pros and cons of each of those islands. Um, <laughs> exactly. Only because they, we've done those so back to back. Like we kind mm-hmm. of, we're kind of like after Oahu. I think we'll probably not do Hawaii for a while because we did Maui, we did Kauai, and now we're going to do Oahu. So I think you know we've talked about it. Like after that, we're we'd like to probably head back to like Europe or do something very different as opposed to, it's just difficult because every time we go, it's just like, God, Hawaii is awesome. <laughs> it's just so great. <laughs> so it's hard for us to be like, do we want to go Hawaii again this year? It's like, I don't know. Do we want to try and go somewhere else? It's like, nah, let's just go to Hawaii. It's awesome. <laughs> we have a good time. I, I can't imagine why it's like, you know, wall to wall beach and, uh, you know, it's supposed to be for awesome. vacationers. So. It's totally awesome. And it's yeah. like really, you know, we there's two types of vacations you can do, right? You can do like the chill, relaxed vacation where it really feels like you're taking a break. Or you mm-hmm. can do like the ones where you're like, we've never been to this place in wherever. And it's like, we want to learn about everything and the culture and the food and the this. And you're just like right. jamming. Right. It's been a long time since we've had like a jamming vacation. Mm-hmm. Like they, Chicago was great, um, but it's like a city in America. So it's not too much. It's it's not overwhelming. But like when we did like Italy and all that stuff, it was like, holy crap. So mm-hmm. I think we'd like to do that again and just be kind of out of our comfort zone because Hawaii mm-hmm. kind of feels comfortable at this point. Sure. Um, so maybe in a couple of years we'll 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 go back to doing more like international travel would be nice. Yeah. Then you can go to some place, you know, with that's known for food or whatnot, as opposed to, you know, go to Hawaii and it's like, what is the local cuisine? Oh, it's two burger patties on rice smothered <laughs> in gravy, is it? With an egg cracked. <laughs> I mean, delicious. Don't get me wrong. I love me some loco moco, but like, it is not. It's, again, it's like commoners food, not like refined cuisine. Of like, I'm doing a, a loco moco tasting next sure. week. <laughs> so it's so funny you say that. We've been there several times. Yeah, never had that. You son we've, of a bitch. No, we've never. It's. <laughs> It's not that I don't, because every time we go. Sorry, like, I take that back. I know and I like your mom quite a bit. You <laughs> it's, pretender. It's not like I'm trying to avoid it because I really do. And I think uh-huh. we had, we had like a local, mo- like somebody did like a local moco, a spin on it, but it wasn't uh-huh. quite just the straight up like local moco. So um, I've decided that this trip, I must have like your basic ass. Local yeah. moco. So you're telling on a me paper you, plate. you go to New York, you don't get pizza. You go to New Orleans, you don't right? get gumbo. That's you're just like, it, that's I'm going to is. Hawaii all the time. I know all the spots, but forget local moco. Yeah, let, that's like if we went to Chicago and did not try a deep dish. You know, yeah. it's like goodness you gracious <laughs> me, my god, it is what it is. Okay, it is. What all it right, is. all right, all right. Well, um. That's that's enough catching up, I suppose. Yeah. Why, all right. why don't we get to, to the subjects at hand tonight? What are we talking about, Easy? Hey, so we uh we're gonna talk about Spider Man. Mm, I've heard of him. 
Yeah, he he um, himself, Mr. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and his buddy Miles Morales had a game that came out on the PlayStation right, this right. past year, mm-hmm. a sequel to the monster hit Sony's Spider-Man. What they that's what they kind of call it, right? Sony's Sony. Or, yeah, I think they it's like Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, mm. But yeah, like you're right, it's the Sony exclusive title. So it's... so this one is Spider-Man Two, essentially. Right. Right, the mm-hmm. follow-up to that game, but also, uh, you know, continuation from Spider-Man Miles continuation Morales. Continuation of that and the, the Miles Morales video game, which, in my opinion, I hold in very high regard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the Arkham games. I think we've talked about them before as a huge Batman fan. Mm-hmm. The Arkham games were like the epitome of just Batman in pop culture in general, right? Cause for sure, for sure. Video games are the most immersive medium, right? And I think that's why they're so popular. And people like us, especially when you're talking about like cinematic video games, mm-hmm. I love them. And and it's hard to, it, it's not hard to understand why video games are a massive, massive business, bigger than the film industry as a whole, bigger mm-hmm. than TV, bigger than basically everything. Um, mm-hmm. Because you could be the character, right? You're not just watching right. them on screen. So it's a totally different thing. So when the, Arkham games came out. I was like, well, this is it. This is the best Batman thing ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was never a fan like you were, right? We've talked about this many, many times on every right. iteration of what we do here yeah. is I was always, I grew up like the Batman guy. You were the Spider-Man dude. Yeah. And then these games came out and something clicked, right? I was like, mm-hmm. no wonder people love Spider-Man so much, right? Mm-hmm. And and these games came out in the heart of the um the Tom Holland Spider-Man stuff where Spider-Man's getting super popular again because he's in the MCU and that's exciting. Right. But these games took all the best parts of what I loved about Batman and was like, how about you can play in the sun and it's fun and light <laughs> and not depressing. And right. I fell immediately in love with the Spider-Man game. Then of course, as a huge fan of Miles Morales um, as a character, obviously you know, the, the Spider-Verse movies were popular as well. So there's just like hitting all the right things, right? Mm-hmm. Miles Morales is a totally different Spider-Man in his own right. So then to have this game come out and it's the perfect blending of these two characters and they're two phenomenally good games. Mm-hmm. Um, Not a whole lot I can say like negative. I just, I have so much fun with, with these games i'm not done are you finished with the game yes like so i've finished the main (laughs) storyline so i Uh i I did things a little different Mm -hmm. i've always just let these games kind of come to me as it's happening right? right no no mission no motivation just if i'm in the middle of a you know a actual storyline mission and that ends Mm-hmm. I'll just go do the next thing that is nearby, right? Save that right. person. Yeah. And it, you know, it's endless. It just never ends. Mm-hmm. This time around, I realized that the normal, just like, you know, defending the city against mm-hmm. like the general mayhem is yeah. what I love most. Okay. So this time around, I specifically played through the main storyline without doing a single side mission that wasn't required to push the thing forward. Really? So I was done with the main, you know, the, the main game is not that long. It's This is not right. freaking Red Dead Redemption or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I blew through that. Um, sure. Knowing full well there was probably side missions that would give me more context and put me in a better position or whatever. Sure. Um, but I didn't do that. I was like, no, screw this. Because at the end of this, then I have the rest of every side mission to do and mm-hmm. my favorite part of these games is just being on a rooftop and going beep 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 there's an alert let's go stop some crime mm-hmm. um and so that's where i'm at now and i'm only i'm still only 70 percent the way through obviously i can't you know i don't play as much as i'd like to but sure um i think that was like the absolute right move because now i can just mm. sit turn the PlayStation on and as opposed to saying like, okay, I really need to knock this part out so I can continue. It's just like, I can do whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. Right. I do whatever I want. I can go over there and handle that thing. I can go over there and handle that thing. Or I could just 
see how good I can be be at flipping through the city and how cinematic that is. So yeah, I, I changed things around this time, and I think for me that was the right choice. I, I think that was the right way to handle that. That's really interesting because like it's almost as if we're comparing how you eat a burger almost right like yeah. somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody who's like i have to eat all the fries first yeah i'm not thinking of anyone in particular when i say that but i'm like <laughs> somebody has to eat every single french fry first and then can have the burger who does that but in your life micah micah oh, does, does this <laughs> yeah i was like i don't remember that I've well i've gone out to eat with this dude plenty of times in our existence and that was always the thing i'm just like every single one huh like ev- not not one left over you can't have them at the same time that is exactly what we're talking about <laughs> but that's what you just described when you're just like i'm saving all of my fries last i'm just yeah. gonna do the entire burger first and it's like <laughs> huh that is a way you could have done it and it while it isn't the way that i chose to tackle mm-hmm. the game um that that what an interesting way to approach it um yeah, obviously, this picks up where the first game left off. Um, it does incorporate elements of Miles' story as well, but I think you could easily skip it, even though, like, you don't... I'm not advocating for skipping Miles Morales, but if you mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to play it, you don't have to play that. It adds context, but sure. you, can, you know that he became a version of Spider-Man at the end of the first game, and that's enough. Yep. I definitely first wanted to mention the Sandman fight at the beginning of the game is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like perhaps uh, unrivaled in any superhero experience or or video game or anything that I've ever done where it just was, like you said, very cinematic. It was breathtaking. It was yeah. exciting. It was so different from like anything you'd done in the previous two games. Uh, and I loved that. Like, I yeah. just, that is for sure the high watermark. I wouldn't say that it drops off, but it tries to get to some of those same heights. And I don't think mm-hmm. the rest of the game does that. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the game is bad. It's mm-hmm. just that that first encounter is incredible. Oh, yeah. They just start uh, off with a bang. Uh, I briefly wanted to touch on the fact that uh, there's Mary Jane missions again. Mm-hmm. And while I wasn't a huge fan of that in the first game, I do think that they did a lot to make it more palatable and uh, almost overpowered with uh, how much they give Mary and uh, Mary Jane in her arsenal. That was the discourse for weeks yeah. online about yeah. the Mary Jane missions were she's straight up OP, like right. <laughs> absolutely you know you're walking through you're gonna breeze through these moments and and maybe yeah. they did that because they're like you guys complained so much about these i these think they things. did yeah. let's just let's just make did. these a little bit more fun and just like quick um quick yeah, aside she's, she's she's like gnarly <laughs> she she is essential to the story as well so i'm yep. not upset about him i did even if i didn't care for them in either instance the first game or the second game, i've never hated them i never felt no. that they were a waste of time but it was just kind of like when being spider-man is so fun yes uh it's just kind of like i want to ride the roller coaster again mommy please it really humbles you because you're so used to just like all the all the things and the gadgets and the gizmos yeah. and the and the skills and you're like Oh man, this is what regular games are with regular people on the ground. This sucks. Exactly. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I would say that it comes close to matching the first game for me. I think I probably enjoyed the first game a little bit more than this yeah. one, but that doesn't mean that they did anything wrong. It's just like sometimes the first time you experience something uh that's never been done before is just different than the second time it's not even like a sophomore slump but you made the comparison to the batman games and what i recall from the arkham series those three games and i know there's four i just never played origins because never same here didn't have time (laughs) um i remember in each game there was something tangibly different where you were just like okay so first it was like this now it's much bigger yep now it's twice as big and i get the batmobile mm-hmm. that's insane yep i don't feel like this one differentiates itself from the first one as much the web wings are cool yep for that's sure the big thing but it's not big enough for me yes the map okay. is bigger 
that just it doesn't feel so since many of the sites are the same whereas like again comparatively to arkham where yes you're still in gotham city but like you're only in arkham in the first game and then you see some of gotham city and then you see even more but you're not revisiting necessarily the same places whereas Mm -hmm. this game you are you are going to swing through the same neighborhoods you have for two games now you are going to um the mechanics of web slinging though the animations change it feels pretty similar. Now, again, web wings are great, but it's kind of like, you know, again, when you already have some something great and almost perfect, like even a little bit of an addition, it's marginally better. It, I, it honestly kind of feels like the difference between iPhones these days, where it's just like, if you were to no, compare it, yeah, if you were to compare it to, I've never had an iPhone before and here's the iPhone 15, holy crap. Wow. That's, yeah. insane but when you've had one every other year for like 10 14 you know years whatever it's been it starts to start feeling a little bit samey and i unfortunately kind of felt that with spider-man 2 yeah i i don't disagree Mm -hmm. um i think the the web wings initially at first um i don't know why i think like the first time i whipped them out Mm mm-hmm I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is Arkham City, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, it's it's a good way to get around because right, this is the best way to get around. Um, right. But it made sense, like at the time, like for me and Batman, I was like, well, yeah, that's that makes sense. He's got a cape and all, he's a bat mm-hmm. and wings. Um, mm-hmm. I think the first time I I utilized the thing, I was like, oh, like. <laughs> No, he can't be just flying around. He's freaking Spider-Man. Right. But then I realized I completely forget um, Far From Home, I think, mm. is when we see the MCU Spider-Man with the web wings and he right. kind of uses them. And I was like, oh, wait, I guess we have seen them. And as someone who's not a huge Spider-Man aficionado, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of these guys utilize that, but I know some right. characters, that's one of the main features of their costume. So I was like, yeah. oh, wait, no, this is this makes sense. And you're not really, like, I felt like Batman, you could never, you, you could go around all of Gotham never touching the ground. Right. I think I, I think we even interviewed um, some rock steady guys, mm-hmm. and I had said like you could just fly around the city all day long and never touch the ground. He goes, yeah, but you have to because that's where all the bad shit is happening. Right. Um, they introduce like the the wind tunnels through the city and stuff mm-hmm. that you would never be able to make it all the way across the Hudson River without that kind of stuff. But right. um, you know, you just jump from the Avengers Tower and you could you could fly around that city for minutes before right. having to actually. Uh, go back to the ground so um I th- they grew on me i really like using them um but you're really using them just to get from point a to point b um right. they do introduce missions some side missions that require you to do the web wi- web wings which is which is pretty nice it's not mm-hmm. just a gimmick to just from point a to point b um yeah yeah i think i think you're right it's it is a little bit more of the same which is not bad because right that was that is awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And since we're now like, you know, 10, 15 minutes into our discussion about it, full spoilers, uh, some of my favorite surprises from the story. Mm. Um, I would say number one, when they um slow down and they actually let you be Peter on basically a date with Mary Jane and Harry, I think that that scene in the the fair or Coney Island yes. is wonderful. It's just kind of like Yes, that it, uh, yes. That felt it bonds great. you. It mm-hmm. bonds you with these characters. It makes you understand their relationship. I loved that. Yeah. Um, Venom being um hairy, but like I kind of saw that coming. But yeah. being a version of Agent Venom, um, from the comics at the, from the get go and working alongside Spider Man, didn't see that coming. Uh, was really pleasantly surprised about that. Yeah. And then probably the one thing that if again anyone is engaged in the online discourse is uh when mary jane herself receives a symbiote and becomes scream for all of like 10 minutes yeah. uh what a wonderful interesting <laughs> twist on that yeah traditionally that's not the case but they were like hey we're gonna put a symbiote on her why don't we just name her scream just as a reference cool right. 
Yeah, cool. nice. They said go for it. So those are some of the big uh, surprises that I thought were pretty fun. In addition to being able to play as Venom for just a short amount of time. Um, that was super fun. I thought there was going to be more of it. I yep. think they're probably going to do that either in a DLC or in another side quill like they did with Miles Morales. I think that's what they're pointing towards there. Because they're just... Nice. There's not... A, like, they built this whole system for you to be able to pilot him and they give it to you for just that one interaction. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. I think that is definitely DLC. Or I think like a DLC is probably coming. Yeah. yeah, and I like... You know, I I like the change that it's that it's Harry as venom i'm was not familiar with anything like agent venom i don't even know what that is mm. um but i did really enjoy the two of them working together i was like hell yeah harry get in the mix let's do this yeah uh, this is rad uh and then you you see the turn you're just like oh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to kill my best friend aren't i <laughs> like yeah to, to survive this game this is gonna be gnarly um but, but what a great twist on it too where it's yeah. not just like the symbiote making uh peter evil it's mm-hmm. just like it's also essential to saving them and that Harry gives it almost freely to Peter, but he has a hard time giving it back. And it's yeah. just like you can see it's affecting his ability to, you know, stand up straight like that. Wow. How interesting Pretty is that? Cool. It's, not, it's not just about power, but it like has an even more negative effect than just greed, because I think that's maybe just too simple of a story to tell yeah. these days, you know? Yeah. No, I. Yeah, story story very good. I um story good. Story good. Story good. Um my least favorite missions right now, I will say, are the um what's his name? Who's the guy with the big uh Mysterio? The Mysterio missions are the ones I probably like the least. Um I just think that character just in general, like in the in the plot of the game i was like oh i like just dislike this guy a lot um so there his missions are are my least favorite right now i'm finishing up all the all the symbiote missions which are just absolutely gnarly hard mm. <laughs> they're so hard um but i like that even though they're technically side missions that you can just finish whenever you want to right once you start it it doesn't let you go away from it right mm-hmm. if 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 there's a hijacked truck or something and I go and I fail that mission for whatever reason, when I, when I come to there, it's gone. Right. right. I've essentially lost it. Mm-hmm. The, the symbiote missions are like, Nope, keep trying. And I'm like, Oh, sweet God. How long am I going to be doing this for? Um, but right. it doesn't feel like it, no, nothing in this game feels like a grind. Like you're just trying to grind right. out to, to unlock suits or do, do that thing, which, which brings me to my, my question is mm-hmm. do you, what suits what suits which ones are like your favorite peter suit and your favorite mile suit to play so as? so okay so number one i'm surprised that there's not a peter b parker suit right. in this game yes. because this is like them together both og spider-man and miles spider-man and to have both versions of the the into and across the Spider-Verse suits for Miles, but not have a Peter B. Parker so that yeah. you could, like, fight. Literally a be there to even, even just on the menu screen, just having them next to each other. Just having them in the menu, but also, like, you know, you could be stopping crime in the middle of the city and run into each other. I'm like, how is this not a thing? Yeah. How, how is it in the last game, but not in this game? You yeah, have because the, the Peter B. Parker suit is in the first Spider-Man game. It, yeah, it came out eventually. Now you've got I, the I Miles, the... both Miles suits. I don't, I don't get it. I know they How... had to kind of rebuild, like, to get this game out, but yeah, that's that was definitely one of them. Um, yeah, obviously the movie suits. I was playing a lot um, with the web suit, the Raimi version um, for for sure. Peter. Uh, and I definitely was playing with both versions of the Into and Across the Spider-Verse uh, for Miles. Um, I legit hate the purple thing that they give him at the end of the game, Miles. That suit, <laughs> like, I guess it's not purple. It's like a light blue, but it's the Adidas, like, branded one. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Like, it's <laughs> it, it's ugly. His hair's sticking out and, and nonsense. Like, it. It's I like terrible. the hair thing. I do like it's, the hair thing, though. It's a terrible suit. <laughs> but um, on the positive side, I would say that that 
um, Peter seems to have a lot more good suits than Miles, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because, you know, you've got both the, uh, I actually I should say this, the uh, Insomniac White Spider, the advanced suit, they do a version from the first game and then an updated version. I loved both of those. Yes. I played the symbiote versions a lot because uh, some points they force you to because you have Correct. to have it. Mm-hmm. The anti-venom suit is really good looking. If you ask me, the big white um, yeah. suit, that one's great. And honestly, uh, aside from the ones I've already mentioned, if I look back at it, I probably played with the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the huge eyes a lot for yeah. Peter. What about you? So that is certainly this. In the first game, I played with the Raimi suit because when we when you see that it's just it takes you back to a time and you're just like yes this is amazing right. um so i i played with that the the most in the first game i definitely played most this time around kind of a combination between the new advanced playstation mm-hmm. specific one um mm-hmm. that new version cuz i just love the white lines in that one mm-hmm. um or the the freaking um andrew garfield suit like those were just the ones i played with the most they just felt the most i don't know comfortable in that world um Mm -hmm. i certainly played around with some of those because they have like different colorways so it's like hey this time around it's like here's that suit and here's three different colorways with it so i tried to keep like when i was picking their suits i tried to keep spider-man like light like Mm -hmm. much like even just white features in it where i tried to keep miles like a dark a darker suit so hmm. i was playing with <clears throat> i was playing with miles with the like the 2099 version of mm-hmm, his suit mm-hmm, that has the little just the hood right they both have options where they have these ridiculous capes capes yeah. i just can't i just can't do it i just can't do it <laughs> spider-man's not again supposed to have a cape man yeah this one is cool because it doesn't have a cape it just he's it looks like he's got that classic hood on like he always wore like in the movies but still mm-hmm. a really really nice looking suit um mm-hmm. and then i com- had completely forgot i don't know why i completely forgot the spider-verse suits but now they have the across the spider-verse with the you know the whole red down the Bleeding side from the armpits from the armpits yeah. um and when they change the frame rate on that it is just like one of those just like the attention to detail when you're playing this game right. and the frame rate matches the movie and not the video game i'm just like jesus this is cool it does it does kind of wear on you a little bit like sometimes you're just like okay yeah. i gotta i can't see i can't play it for too long that way because it's kind Same. of distracting so Same. then i just switch back over to typically the 29 i like the prowler suit mm-hmm. or not the prowler suit it actually looks more like a, the wakanda like it looks like you are, uh, no, yeah. There's a Wakanda suit. Yeah, like you're dressed like T'Challa, mm-hmm. and there's a purple colorway, and that's the one I chose because I, mm. I kind of like the blend of like Prowler colors with T'Challa suit. So I played with that one quite a bit at first. Like as soon as I unlocked that one, I was like, I love this. This is just freaking fire right here. Supposedly, there's a Wakandan embassy somewhere in the city, and if you play as Miles wearing that suit, he'll like give the salute. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that. I haven't I haven't really like sure. just walked around the city. <laughs> so have you um uh finished the side missions for the flame? Did you finish all of those? The flame, remind yeah. me. The flame is the one that Yuri is trying to stop. Um yes. and like Yeah, the it, cult. At, yeah, the cult. And at yes. the end there's a tease uh for another character. Shoot. No. I don't know what the tease is. Spoil it. I'm it sure is, I have. It's for Carnage. For um, Oh yes. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. for the other symbiote. Because a piece of um I almost said Eddie's, it's not Eddie, of right. Harry's symbiote uh is captured by the, the cult and their leader turns out to be like somebody who's got a bunch of alias mm-hmm. aliases and they're like one of them's like Cletus Cassidy. I'm like, oh there it is. I get it. <laughs> right. I like Yuri. I like her little Yeah. You know, she's another crime stopper out there with the her her suit's pretty cool too. Kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. 
it's it's kind of like tragic but like she's still trying to do the right thing right yeah (laughs) yeah but um i would say wrapping it up i just i really enjoyed it um i'm looking forward to them continuing but i would like them to try to do something you know to again like the arkham thing make it bigger but noticeably different where you've added something that you couldn't have done in the previous games and i'm not really sure what that is but um I would say, yeah, I guess the symbiote stuff in this one is the most like new stuff. Plus, as as Peter, like once you once you pass it, you have those powers, which are kind of rad, Um, Mm -hmm. especially like the super when you get to engage the super. It's just like you're in full venom mode, which I (laughs) absolutely love, especially on those symbiote missions that just sometimes get overwhelming where I'm just like, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm going Super Saiyan. Here we go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that that skill set is certainly unique, and then the web suit. But like I, from what I understand, what they're saying is that the next one will focus mostly as a Miles centered Spider Man going forward. He's the Spider Man now. He is the Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm good with that because I love his powers too. I was doing a lot of electrocuting people. Right. The it's insane what they can do good stuff good stuff so uh with that wrapped up like i think we wanted to just briefly touch on what we enjoyed most about 2023 from our own consumptions of media and i believe you told me you have a list of everything that you had my list guy you know i i'll (laughs) I'll be quick about it um spider-man is kind of high watermark for me for for the video game world obviously Mm -hmm. I, I bought many, many games this year and didn't really get a chance to play all of them. I have to <laughs> I have to go back to like Thor Ragnarok or um God of War. God of War Ragnarok. I have yeah. to go back to Jedi Survivor and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, this this one is the high watermark. Um yeah, so like real quick, TV, mm-hmm. good shows that came out this year, uh mm-hmm. good movies, and I read one book. So mm-hmm. uh <laughs> shows in 2003 that i would highly recommend but these ones just happen to like be super awesome to me is um shrinking on apple tv plus was kind of one of those ones that i had waited a long time to 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 watch that that one is with um well harrison ford is in it Mm -hmm. uh jason siegel's in it it's about a bunch of therapists who are like need therapy themselves Mm. um it's a it's a dramedy um it, it really balances comedy and drama really well brett goldstein created that show and wrote for that brett, brett brett goldstein for those of you who don't know uh wrote for and played roy kent in the in ted lasso um mm. so after this he he went over to shrinking i think shrinking is set for another season um mm-hmm. that's very very good um ghosts is a show that i know is not new to 2003 and uh 2023 and is actually just an american remake of a british show but ghosts is on paramount plus and if you are if you are in a void of shows that are just easy to digest heartfelt comedies because you know abbott elementary is not on the air and if you're not watching abbott elementary you should it's it's one of the best shows on tv um Ghost is a very interesting conceit where a couple inherits a house mm-hmm. um, that's full of ghosts, mm-hmm. and that's whatever in and of itself. But uh, early on in the show, the the woman who inherits the house, it's her family's house, she slips and falls down the stairs and briefly dies. And so oh. when she wakes up, she can see them all, and all the ghosts are from all different times Mm. that they've you know even before the house was built that land had indians on it so there's Mm -hmm. a there's a native american ghost there's a viking ghost uh there's like a turn of the century ghost there's a like 1940s singer uh uh ghost there's like a a wall street bro like jordan belfort ghost and she can see them and speak to them which changes their whole lives or mm. their whole afterlives right mm-hmm. now they can speak to the living but her husband cannot so he's just like cool are the ghosts in the house right now they're like yeah they're talking about this he's like cool guys see you later he's like cooking for them so they can smell the food because they can't touch the food it wow. is so charming it's so funny i highly recommend ghosts jury duty on freebie which is amazon's free so you got to watch it with ads 
<clears throat> Jury Duty is part uh, scripted show, part reality show. They took a whole bunch of people, threw them into Jury Duty, and every single person on this show, save for one guy, are actors. Mm -hmm. So this guy <laughs> thinks he is on Jury Duty and filming a documentary about Jury Duty. Little does he know, the judge, every single person on the jury, the plaintiff, the defendant, the lawyers, everyone in the courthouse that he shows up to every day are actors. He is the only one who has no idea. They're straight up Truman showing this guy. It's the Truman show, dude. But it is... I Of the all the shows, that one is like the show that if it was a movie, it would have been the least budgeted show that made the most money this year. Because <laughs> yeah. people talked about that show like crazy. It will win Emmys for whatever they are nominated for mm -hmm. so so good and really like a interesting like dissection of like this person who's put into these very odd scenarios <clears throat> and you just see like how humanity like you know there's so much shit and so much bad out there mm -hmm. and then you kind of look at this dude and you're just like we're gonna be okay <laughs> If there are people like this in this world, sure. He comes but they're running the long con on him. Very like, long. Like when this is he, a prank show taken to the extreme. When they drop the bomb on him, it is incredible to watch this guy's reaction to this, and then just like very heartwarming. Like just it's it is, is it's not so heartbreaking. It's heartwarming. No, it's wow. heart. It's heartwarming. Yeah, it's absolutely that's jury duty. I highly recommend that one. Uh, the big the big shows we've talked about the last of us incredible mm -hmm. show that show finally got me to actually sit down and play the damn game mm -hmm. i'm like oh this is what you guys are all talking about this is an amazing oh game. i get it i get I it i understand i i know i'm 10, <laughs> 10 years late to this but no, uh, obviously don't need to say much more about ahsoka but <laughs> my you can favorite listen to all the other episodes we recorded <laughs> you can for literally that. watch all those um i would say though my favorite show of the year so far is on netflix it's called Blue-Eyed Samurai. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most beautiful things I watched this year. It happens to be animated. It is stunning. It is such a unique story. It's like Kill Bill meets... I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it's so good. There's nothing like it. It really is so... It's just beautiful to look at. But mm -hmm. then the story in and of itself, like feudal Japan, um, <clears throat> samurais and Ronin and all this stuff, and um, this this female protagonist who's oh, it, it's Kill Bill meets Mulan. There you go. There it is. Uh, <laughs> this show is absolutely phenomenal. My favorite show of the year, Blue Eyed Samurai. Um, as far as movies go, you know, I. Oppenheimer uh, on the on the top of the list. Obviously, mm -hmm. we 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 reviewed uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We reviewed Spider Verse. Those are all in my top yeah. five for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I what? But no Mission Impossible. No, I think uh, no. My top my top five. I'll I'll list my top ten for you real quick. Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh huh. Mutant Mayhem. Number uh -huh. two. Of course. Uh, Past Lives is a movie that just snuck in at the last minute. Uh -huh. Um, that is just that one is a little melancholy and heartbreaking and stuff, but uh the people in this movie are just phenomenal. It's just a it's beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Um mm -hmm. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Killers of the Flower Moon, mm -hmm. Godzilla Minus One, mm -hmm. <clears throat> number six, David Fincher's The Killer, Barbie. John Wick and the movie Air kind of wrapped out my last uh, uh my top 10. But the, the but the few that came in right here under the radar, David Fincher's The Killer, that is on Netflix, Michael Fassbender, incredible. Mm. Past Lives, um that's rental. I don't think it's streaming anywhere, but you can rent it for like 3 bucks or something like that. I highly recommend that one. But boy oh boy did Godzilla minus 1 surprise me, right? Mm. I I only know Godzilla from like the American versions of Godzilla, right? Our 1998, you know, Puff Daddy, Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller, Godzilla, which also holds one of those weird spots like the um, Batman movie with Clooney and Kilmer do, because I get that they're mostly hated, 
but mm-hmm. that's what I grew up with. Right. So I love those movies. Right. Um, that Godzilla movie, the Ferris Bueller's Day Off Godzilla movie, does <laughs> still kind of hold a special place in my heart because it was the first Godzilla movie I, I sure. had ever seen. Sure. Then we've got these new, the new monster ones, the American mm-hmm. ones. Um, yeah. Where Godzilla is portrayed as like, uh, he's helping in some way. He has relationship with humans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This Godzilla in minus one is a dick, like just straight up. <laughs> he's not here to make friends. He's pissed off and he's going to wreck some stuff. Right. But it's very much like he's not the central character of this movie. Right. At As all. he shouldn't be. Right. The human aspect of this movie is you could take Godzilla out of this shit. And this story is really interesting in and of itself. Right. You've got this pilot in World War II kamikaze pilot Mm -hmm. who is alive which is like destroys his honor so when he gets back to his unit people are like you're you're a kamikaze pilot why are you still here like Mm -hmm. you're a coward right Mm -hmm. so like to live with that decision that he didn't go through with that and then has another opportunity when godzilla's a wee baby looking dinosaur to kill him again and he can't Mm. he's just like not built for that so it's this like huge story of redemption Godzilla just happens to be there wrecking stuff. Mm-hmm. This movie was made for like $15 million. Right. The movie, like we talked about the creator, that boy, they got a lot out of a movie that cost him $60 million, but looks like a $200 million movie. Godzilla, no different. Mm-hmm. Looks like a $200, $200 million movie. And the director says $50 million is on the high end of our budget. Mm-hmm. Um what a story weaved into a Godzilla movie. Like I, this was the most surprising movie I saw this year that I was like, top 10, easy top 10 choice. Um, you know, it's interesting. I heard that Godzilla minus one and I've not seen it, but it's actually kind of like a remake of the very first Godzilla movie. So if the story is what interested you, it's kind of like hearkening back to where, godzilla finds its roots so maybe i should watch that one then because or at least anything like this boy oh boy what a thing this is yeah what a maybe it's the reason why that he's lasted as long as he has because i'll be honest i saw the trailer for the next godzilla x kong and they're fighting this this new ape looking thing Mm -hmm. the end shot of the two of them like running like this together just seems wrong to me (laughs) like I get what that's supposed to be the money shot. Yeah. And it's supposed to be just like, there it is. And I'm like, a hundred percent. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Because (laughs) like, I, I really enjoyed Godzilla versus Kong and them being, you know, against each other and their forces of nature. And yes, it leans into the monster verse stuff, which, you know, like the, the human aspect of it isn't my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole like giving them these personalities. Yeah. <laughs> it's starting to be like, like they're trying to make them into something that they shouldn't be or they aren't. No. Yeah. Um, where it kind of feels like, and I might regret saying this afterwards, but it kind of feels like they've branded them like Coke and Pepsi and like, the mascots for Coke and Pepsi are fighting each other, but then they're friends. <laughs> right. No, I think that's a really apt. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, guys. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't want them to be brand mascots, even though they are a brand like Kong and, sure. and, and Godzilla are a brand. But it's like, ooh, ooh, you did too much there. You went a little bit too hard. You got to. It's like, our, this is a buddy cop. This is like a buddy cop movie yeah. that we're about to get right now. It's like, oh no, road trip movie. What what are we doing? <laughs> so Mrs. Listen, Kong tells King Kong that she's got a baby on the way. Yeah. Good lord! Like so the if you're 90s not into that cop. stuff, I highly recommend watching Godzilla because <laughs> you're right. not going to see any, any of, of that, that in yeah. this. Yeah, Which this is, is also the first time I've seen like Godzilla's atomic breath mm-hmm. be truly terrifying. Mm-hmm. Right. Atomic breath, at least in these movies that we've had, is just like it feels like a laser beam that's gonna do some damage if you know, like a spaceship might or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 devastating, but it's just another thing that just shoots out of something and it and it wrecks what it, it this this dude mm-hmm. 
Atomic Breath, right? Cool animation where the his spikes go up and turn blue and stuff. And when mm-hmm. he shoots it, the end where that thing ends, Atomic Bomb Mushroom Cloud, mm-hmm. which I have never seen before. But this dude does it, blows something up like a bomb was dropped. Mm-hmm. Like in the distance, and you're like, "Oh God!" Like that is terrifying, actually, because when he's doing it, when he's revving up, it's not like, "Oh, he's just gonna blast some planes out of the sky." He's just gonna tear that building down. It's like, no, he's about to annihilate a city with yeah. that one thing. So yeah. there's more at stake when to stop him from doing that. It was mm-hmm. like actually scary. This dude is scary in this movie. <laughs> when he's on screen, he's scary. And that's what it was supposed to to be, my understanding. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the the Japanese experience during World War II. So, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, it certainly sounds like your media digest from twenty twenty three was quite the buffet. You went to everything. I mean, listen, <laughs> that those were the top top of the charts. Yeah. In my pop culture world, I did read one book. Mm-hmm. I read because I'm gearing up for the next season of house of the dragon. Mm -hmm. So I did read fire and blood. Mm. Oh boy. You're watching house of the dragon. So I started to watch it with one single episode. And I believe I told you that with the whole baby birthing scene and having a pregnant wife. Oh yes. I was like having a hard time getting (laughs) through the Mm -hmm. first episode. And you're like, Oh, if you're, if that's a problem in episode one, you maybe want to wait until your boy is out and like happy and healthy, which he is now. Fair, so it, fair, <laughs> fair. It is 100%. maybe about time for me to uh, uh, jump back in because I did enjoy the rest of the episode uh, from what I did see. But yeah, this show is I feel like the goal of this show is to single handedly restore faith in Game of Thrones, period. Mm. House of the Dragon season one, fuh nominal yes a couple of really tough birthing scenes not just one two if i can remember correctly but i will say this as someone who has sisters who have birthed many children sure both of them said this is without question the most accurate depiction of labor ever put to film and they said yeah it's terrifying and horrifying and um not always great um Mm -hmm. so I think I remember calling them after this. I was like, how are you guys feeling about that? And they were just like, amazing. And I was like, mm. amazing? Like, you're not having, like, <laughs> trauma from it or something? They're like, oh, no, it's traumatic. Um, yeah. But so when I got, like, the all clear from them that they were like, yeah. yeah, this is, it is what it is. And I'm like, great, I'm going to keep watching this show then if yeah. you're cool with it. Um, I read the book. The book really, the first season is really just the first half of the book. Mm, okay. As I got to that port in the book, I'm like, okay, we're about to be in the book where we have not seen in House of Dragons. And oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> thing, this first episode, this first season is very good. And just like, holy smokes, there's so much going on and there's so much mm-hmm. at stake. It's like season one of Game of Thrones versus like, we're just dragons. Mm-hmm. Like, there are things that are coming in this episode that, one, they will not be able to show just mm-hmm. flat out. They're not going to mm-hmm. do it. And then things that I cannot wait to see how they handle certain things. Because George R. R. Martin is brutal, dude. You can't put all right. his stuff on TV. You just could right. not. Um, and then stuff that I am so thrilled to, like, I cannot wait to see this on screen. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, re- started to rewatch it, then read the book, and now I'm just like, I'm in. I'm ready for season two. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that is my that is those are the things at the top of my 2023 charts for sure. <laughs> well, for me, um, it turns out that yeah, like having a baby and trying to adjust to everything limits the amount of free time that you have and yeah. the amount of things. And I've felt myself becoming part of what they I think called normies, right? Where you only see like the biggest releases in theaters and normies. the biggest yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. your average Joe. Because uh yeah, I saw some of the big ones, all the Marvel stuff. I even saw the DC stuff. Um, but then in terms of what I watch at home and on Netflix or Disney Plus and whatnot, yeah, we covered the like uh Ahsoka or uh 
well, Andor wasn't necessarily last year per se, mm-hmm. but you know, um, just catching up on all of those big releases as well. Um, across did you the get spider- to see The Last of Us? No, I did not actually. Oh, okay. Um, because uh, I think at the time it was coming out in March, and that was when Parker was literally like two months old, and sure. that were, were peak oh god, yeah. When do you have time? time? Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, uh, But I will go back to that as well. Uh, But yeah, Across the Spider-Verse, I think when we recorded our first or second episode, I said I never loved a movie immediately, so immediately, so fully that I did Mm -hmm. with this one. And upon rewatches since purchasing it at home, it has not lost its luster at all. Like every decision just seems so smart and so entertaining and there's such energy and life from it. It makes me sad that some people may have killed themselves in order to make that happen and that we may have to wait even longer than we thought to get the next one. And if it means that people are treated fairly and paid correctly and not like yeah. freaking waterboarded for this animation like then we'll wait like yeah we'll, absolutely wait. i'll wait. wait and and i have no problem with that what i have a problem with is somebody telling us that hey it's going to come out in may or whatever it was and effectively like hardly anything is done on the movie mm-hmm. like how can you do, like that's the part that pisses me off mm-hmm. right you, you could have told me that it was December next year and that was like, okay, that makes sense. They have time to do it. And then even delays upon that would have been fine. But to say that like, oh, we're shooting for May and it's not even close to finish, like, bro. Yeah, don't do, don't do that. Don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the TV side, I did end up catching up on Loki uh, over the Christmas break. Oh, yeah. And Loki season two, that one was pretty darn cool. Pretty and, great. And, <laughs> I think his name is pronounced Kihui Kwan. Short Ki-hui round. Kihui Kwan, dude. Yeah. Everything. I put him in everything. Yeah. Uh, I, he's one of those actors where now if he shows up in anything, I'm not going to be surprised. Barbie 2, he shows up. Ah, totally makes sense. Yep. You know, right? So He's so uh, perfectly cast in that show. Yeah. Like, so good. Yeah. And I'm so happy this for this man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed that he had to take a break from acting for like a decade in order to make this possible. Longer than but that, like, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, good, good on him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, finally, in terms of like video games, uh, I would be remiss to not mention the free DLC for God of War Ragnarok that came out uh, just around Christmas, and what a Christmas present this was. Um, I had finished the game and started my new game plus and hadn't been able to go back to the new game plus enough to make any significant progress. So when this was announced, I was like, oh, snap, I need to, you know, right, get back on the horse. This DLC, it doesn't make sense that it's free. Honestly, like, (laughs) how, how are you doing this much? And just handing it out to anyone who owns the game. Like, you could have made so much money off of this. Like, you know, $5 a pop, $10 a pop, and you're just giving it away? Like... It's that good. It's so, it's so good. <laughs> so... I gotta really finish the game. <laughs> you do, you <laughs> do. Go back so, first. rough, very briefly, uh, uh, it has roguelike elements, which means um, you're intended to make several runs on the same like course. But every time you go through the course, you make a decision of which door you're going through, basically, right? So do you want to do this next or do you want to do this next? And when you go through with modifiers and uh, it makes it harder or makes it easier or how much time are you doing it in? And what's different about this attempt versus the next attempt and they play all of that in and the biggest thing which i don't feel is terribly spoilery because if you've seen the trailer for it it kind of gives part of it away Hmm. is um throughout both of the norse experiences for god of war these last two games from 2018 and from 2022 23 um they make reference that kratos is the same god of war from the original games that came out from 2005 onward um but much older much more weary much more even mature you could say yes but it's the same guy 
And this DLC really brings those two eras of Kratos together in a way that I did not expect from playing through Ragnarok. Like the fact, like how much they acknowledge the the past, how much oh, that is central to the experience. As a player who's played through every single God of War game, I loved it so much. And I believe you told me you have not played through the older games, right? No, I played so, through like maybe half of the very first game at one point but that was it so i would be interested to revisit this once you do finish it and do the free dlc okay because of how much it talks about the other experiences from the first three and even like he had games on playstation um portal psp yeah and it references stuff from that too and i'm just like they threw everything at this, and that's nice. incredible. So it's so, so good. The main story itself, and then this free DLC, which, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. So those were on the top of my charts nice. uh, for 2023. Okay, so that's what I got to get off of all the unplayed games because of Spider because of the Spider-Man game. That mm-hmm. was like, okay, this is taking over my life now. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, jump, I'll have to jump back into God of War first. Prioritize God of War, and then I will do a favor to you, and I'm going to get through Jedi Survivor because I haven't done that. I so. think I played like two hours of that. I think I played like maybe five of God of War, and then, yeah, then Spider-Man came out. God of like, War first. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. That'll be next. Well, All I have right. to finish. I have to finish Spider-Man first. I'm. I mean, well, I guess I don't. You, you right? do and you don't. I guess I don't since... because of the way that I ch- see. Now I have the freedom. I mm-hmm. have the freedom to not play it if I don't want to, or play <laughs> it if I want to. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, gosh, yeah. Like what? <laughs> Jeez, it's a lot. It's a, it's a heavy burden. Wow. Yep. What a life. Anyways, <laughs> where can they uh, uh, catch all of our previous episodes? Easy. All episodes can be found pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at the Pop Chart Podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. And uh, how about Shields Up? <laughs> nice, there you go. <laughs> Shields Up. That'll Shields do. Up, That'll do. I'm not doing the babe thing. <laughs> <laughs>